back again. Hey, what's up, going Welcome to another episode of the Ras Guys Podcast. My name is Walkers, and with me is what's your name this week? Kalada. Why okay. Would, why why would it change? I think it changes every week. Last week you were kangaroo. I'm not, I'm not too sure what's going on. Listen, I going? don't know where these name changes are coming from. I think this is something that you're inventing in your own head. Maybe I'm trying to make I'm trying to make this a recurring joke. Like we have legal ninjas, you know. That I have. Every, okay. That every week your name changes, but I don't know. I think I think our listeners need to back this up. So, so yeah, so yeah, like maybe people can come up with suggestions, and maybe you can just call me a different thing every single week. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully that should work. Anyway, jokes aside, Kalada, my man, how have you been? What have you been up to? Um, I've been all right, man. Uh, I've been studying. I have an exam tomorrow. Uh, oh, you have, an exam, you have an exam tomorrow? I too have an exam tomorrow. Well, Wednesday or whenever, whatever. I just have exams. Yeah. You don't need to know when. Yeah. Uh, it is kicking my ass. Well, then again, I said I'm a Wokedi. You don't skip up. It, it's, it's stressful, but it's, it's also cool because I feel like um, in the time in between my studying, I've had a lot of time to just uh, think about different things in general, like not about like life and deep stuff, but more just about um, things I can do with my time and uh, different projects that I can start, which will be quite interesting. Speaking of projects, uh, man made his acting debut on BBC Three, innit? it? <laughs> yeah, that, that was yeah. the thing. I was on I was on BBC Three um, the other day on a show called um, Things Not to Say. Um, it's kind of like a BuzzFeed style show where people they get a few people in a room and they interview them and people speak about different sort of controversial social topics. Yeah, I think your episode was about what not to say with people with acne. Yeah, it was about acne. Um, yeah, well, I, I don't know. I was watching the clip and, you know, uh, maybe it's just me, but all the other guys just came out as obnoxious. And then I felt like when they were focusing on you and the girl, they cut out a lot of the stuff you were saying because I know you. You would have said a lot more. But the way they made you, they edited you, was that you were really quiet. Did you say a lot more, or were you just like... Uh, yeah, was... like, um, on the day when we interviewed, uh, it actually lasted for, like, over an hour. So there was a lot of footage of me saying different things. Um, and, like you said, I have a lot of strong opinions, especially on something like acne, because I had, I had a lot of acne growing up, and it was such a, um, something I really struggled with. So... Struggle! Struggle! <laughs> hustle! Hustle! Muscle! Yeah. But I, I, I don't know why they cut out a lot of the stuff that I said. Like you said, the people, the other people they interviewed, as nice as they may be, I don't know. Like they weren't your cup of tea. It wasn't my, that sort of style of humor isn't my cup of tea either. And the, the girl I was interviewing with is actually an, like she's like a up and coming YouTuber. She has like over 100k subscribers. So I think maybe, I don't know what happened. This is, this is for anyone who's interested in media or production and things like that. Uh, maybe like her management agency or people like that because the other guys who they also interviewed were like um, YouTubers as well I think maybe I was the only non-YouTuber there um, oh, so basically they didn't want to give you like much of, much of the screen time because they were like oh we need to make sure that these other guys talk or else they're agents and stuff like that but that's unheard of YouTubers with 100,000 subscribers getting agents uh, well to be fair like, maybe, maybe that's just something we hadn't seen before we didn't uh, 
it's unheard of that YouTubers are getting agents because I just thought the idea of being a YouTuber is just being, it's just you and a camera and your creativity making videos. No, it's almost as if you're like an actor, but instead of acting on TV or movie screens, you're putting yourself out on the, on the internet. Yeah, I, I think it's interesting um, what you just said because um, I think it's very much shifting towards I, it's not far-fetched because I think a lot of people nowadays, they have these agencies managing them and trying to build up their social media presence for them. So there's so many social media marketing agencies. So maybe think about them as like the music labels of people who want to be in like actors. Like Yeah, I mean, take a look, for example. I think it's Logan Paul. He's a popular vlogger. He got a... He got a show off Nickelodeon because of his, uh, how he became big off uh, YouTube. And then he now has like a really, really budding relationship with The Rock. So they do a lot of collab collaborations together. Speaking of The Rock, that dude is now at it again. He's now, entered, he's now started his own podcast. So let's not plug it today. Um, let's not be plugging The Rock here, please. I know, I, I know if anyone knows me, they all know that I love The Rock. But then again, I don't want to know what is. I, I, I don't want to smoke what is cooking. And, and, uh, and if anyone knows me, they know that I don't like The Rock, which I still don't understand to this day. But we'll, we'll talk about that the other. We'll talk about that soon. One of these days. Anyway, but going back to the YouTube point, but like, um, think about it. I mean, they gave someone like Logan Paul a show on Nickelodeon about like extreme sports and like just like epic films and stuff like that. And then now his brother. I saw, like, there was a video where him and 21 Savage were in the car together, and you could clearly tell that 21 Savage didn't want to be there, but he just had to do it so that, you know, he could put himself out there and get a rider reach, because, like, Jake Paul has over, like, 10 million subscribers, and maybe, like, 21 Savage just wants to get a bigger, uh, base. Like a bigger presence, yeah. fan base. Yeah. Um, like collabing with the, who, the, the hot guy now, the, hot, the guy that's hot on YouTube now. Everyone will want to join him. Anyway, moving on from that. Uh, but yeah, speaking, uh, speaking, speaking of YouTube, um, did you watch the Avengers Infinity War trailer? Yeah, you know, it's, it, it's in 24 hours, it's got over 20 million views. I think that's the fastest uh, YouTube trailer has gotten so, as of today. But you know, when these big movies come out, they'll break each other's records, so I don't even care. But, like, yeah, talking about the Avengers, Infinity War, yeah, it was quite a good trailer. It made me feel happy that, you know, at least Marvel got it, is going to get it right on, like, the way DC handled uh, Justice League. Let's, and I think so. Let's not even talk about those guys. I don't want to talk about them today, but, like, um, one thing I want to talk about, uh, this is something we're going to try different this episode. Let's try and break, go through a breakthrough of this trailer and try and just break, break down, break down or break through whatever. Um, and just try and see what we think or what we think we might happen. So listeners that are listening, there's going to be some potential spoilers and spoilers for those that you haven't seen. If you haven't seen any of the other MCU movies up to this point, so I'd advise that you go see them. What does MCU stand for? The Marvel Cinematic Universe, created by Kevin Feige. But guess what? The thing I'm happy about Kevin Feige is that he actually planned this shit out. You know, and he also got experience with superhero movies. So this was something that he just did from the, oh, 
that's the back of the mind, and then just said, yeah, let's just do it. Yo, he was a producer on the original um, Sam Raimi, uh, Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies, so he had experience. He had experience with superhero movies, and yeah. the idea the MCU came into his head when he was like, yo, you know, Marvel don't have access to Spider-Man, X-Men, and Fantastic Four anymore, but we actually have these other characters, and we're getting a lot of our movie rights back from the other ones because no one did anything with them. So let's build a movie universe based on them and make them just as big as Spider-Man and the X-Men. So it's quite interesting because the Marvel Cinematic Universe turns 10 next year. Yeah, man, dude, do you remember when we watched Iron Man? I think we're like, we were 16. Yeah. We were 15, 16. I know I was 16 at the time. I think it was still 15. Well, we were in, uh, I think we were either in, no, we were in Syntax. Yeah. Back in Sonia. Yeah. Man, time flies. And now to think of... You just gave away some random information about where we went to school. Uh, no, no, what Syntax is, but for those who don't no, know... No, about Syntax, what you said before, but yeah, let's, uh, I don't know, if anyone wanted to just come and pull up on us, they might do some research. Oh, don't worry, they won't find us. Oh, if they know, if they know, they know. If they don't know. Yeah, exactly. Those who know, know. Those who don't know, do not know at this point on this podcast. To do with this podcast, anyway. Anyway, let's just go through the trailer. So, you know what? What were your impressions? It was a very good trailer. It asks, it shows what everyone's up to, what is happening. It's making you question everything. I think it's a good trailer in every sense because. One thing about a good trailer is that you have to stop. If you want to analyze it, you can stop and see, okay, what does this mean? What does that mean? What does this mean? What does that mean? And, you know, the way it gets you in the mood is how it starts. You know, it starts off with different characters saying since a few words, talking about the idea of the Avengers. There was an idea to bring together a group of remarkable people to see if we could become something more. So when they needed us, could fight the battles they never could. So that's all the different characters, and they're showing them off. We hear Nick Fury's voice. Yeah, that's a callback to the very to the speech that he gave in the very first movie. First movie. Yeah. But it's different characters saying it. So you have Nick Fury, you have Tony Stark saying it, you have, uh, I think, uh, Thor says Thor says one or two of the one or two of the words. Yeah. You have Black Widow saying it as well. So it's different people saying that. Yeah, so they all still it, it, it shows that they all still believe in the idea, but yeah, obviously yeah, exactly. all all in different points in their life. And let's be honest, what happened in Civil War? Some of these guys are still not talking to us. So obviously, one thing that we see. Your your voice is kind of grainy. Try saying something. Yo, what's up? Okay, it's clear. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, you have them showing people at different areas. So it starts off with Tony Stark holding a, someone's hand looking dejected and he's like panicking. And it's like, is someone dead? Is this a character we know dead? So it gets us thinking that, you know, some people, one or two characters are definitely going to bite with the bullet. No, so, okay, so him, him holding that. So him, that scene of him battle damage, battle scarred, um, holding that person's hand. Uh-huh. I think the first thing it shows is that the stakes of this movie are high, 
the second thing, like you said, is that it also shows that, like, yeah, there's a possibility of a number of important characters dying because the stakes are so high and this is a serious event. Uh, what's the next thing we see in the trailer? We see Dr. Banner and Dr. Strange, uh, Dr. Strange's mansion in New York. Uh, Wonka Strange are holding the magic circles, getting ready to attack him, but they're also kind of like, whoa, how did this guy end up here? And now, if you watch Thor Ragnarok, you know that the Thor and Hulk are together. So what happens that Thor ends up? Well, that what? So what could have possibly happened? Happen. Bruce Banner suddenly shows up in Doctor Strange's lair. And how did he change back to Bruce Banner? Knowing full well that by the end of Thor, he, he was so stuck. Old. Yeah, he was so old. And a big, a big contention, a big source, a big plot point in that movie was that. Bruce Banner was afraid of transforming into the Hulk because when he was the Hulk during that movie, he had been the Hulk for two years. So he didn't know what the Hulk had taken control for two years. So he's a bit worried about like letting the Hulk take control because if he happens again, he's going to lose he's going to Bruce Banner is going to lose his consciousness. Bruce Banner's mind is going to disappear, essentially. He will no longer exist by that definition. Yeah. So what do you think? What do you reckon happens? For Bruce Banner to show up in Doctor Strange's lab? Yeah. yeah, okay. Well, <clears throat> in the trailer, one of the um, earlier scenes you see is Peter Parker. It's he seemingly on a school trip and his spider senses, well, you see the hairs on his arms start to shoot up. And I think that's an indication of his spider senses. Um, like, oh yeah, it's definitely his spider senses. Yeah, his, his, his spider sense is tingling, and I think he awoke, he's finally awoken his spider sense. Um, and he sees a giant ring in the sky hovering over New York City, and he looks visibly distressed. So basically, to answer your question, I think that ring in the sky might possibly be a wormhole because if, when you cut to another scene in the trailer, you see an image. Well, you see Thor struggling to try and close some sort of wormhole gate so i imagine that there's two simultaneous battles going on there's a battle on the ground in new york and there's another battle going on in space, uh, space. which store which store is like um which store is like leading because Thor is the only one in space and the question that makes me ask is that he's still going to find his way back to earth in this movie or is he going to spend most of his time in space and we'll, we'll keep we'll get back to that whole point Another thing that we look at is that um, Thanos comes to attack New York in search of a few of the stones. Now, before we get into this whole discussion about the stones, we need to just quickly break down what the Infinity Stones are. So that these stones of great power that give the wielder different ability, different abilities. Well, and we yeah, see that it gives it grants the wielder control over a number uh, of forces in, within the universe. Uh, so. so it. So we need to break it down. As far as we know, there's six of them. So the Tesseract, which was a big point in the first Captain America and the first Avengers movie. Let's call it what it is. It's the Space Stone. It's the Space Stone. Most people recognize it as the Tesseract. So it first started off with Captain America, the first Avengers, because the Red Skull had found it and they were fighting over it. What it does, that stone does, is I think it can transport people through space. Yeah, the space stone grants the wielder the ability to travel across massive distances in space. space. So, you see, at the end of the, that's how Loki manages to get into um, Earth. 
in the first Avengers because by the end of the first Thor movie, they broke in the Bifrost Bridge. They broke the Bifrost Bridge. And what's the Bifrost so Bridge? It's the connection between Asgard and the other realms. Okay, yeah. So, so, so yeah, um, he, he, he takes the space, he has the space stone. But the end of, by the end of um, Thor Ragnarok, and by, we know by the end of the first Avengers, this space stone returns to Asgard, and then during the events of Thor Ragnarok, Loki finds the stone and takes it again. So, and if you see a part in the trailer, you see Loki giving stone to Thanos, maybe out of fear that he doesn't want to die. But, because we don't know, we don't know where Loki's, the thing about Loki is we don't know where his allegiance lies. We don't know whether he's a good guy, we don't know whether he's a bad guy. I think he's just Chaotic neutral, as they like to say. He just uh, does. Um, well, back, going back to the first Avengers movie, originally, after Loki was cast out of Asgard, in the earlier scenes in the movie, you can see that Loki is serving Thanos. So he was probably yeah. picked up by Thanos at some point in time. And so he was serving Thanos. And the time between the first Avengers movie and the most recent film, Thor Ragnarok, Loki has been away from Thanos. So imagine... Thanos is one of the most powerful figures in the universe, and he's... he's he is a, the mad... Yeah, he's... They, the, call, him, the mad, they call him... The, they call him the mad titan for a reason. You don't want to fight him. You really don't want to yeah, fight people, him. People... He's notorious... He's infamous throughout the universe, and he's on a quest to take over the universe. So people are generally quite afraid of Thanos. So Loki, someone who was serving him in the first movie, suddenly up and disappears. Imagine you're Thanos. You're like, okay... So where's this guy who was working for me before and happens to have one of the most valuable stones in existence? Anyway, yeah, so at some point he's going to give it to him, but I think part of it is that Thor and Loki are going to have a confrontation with Thanos. Yeah. Thanos is probably going to wipe out a few people from Asgard because the people of Asgard are now, hang, are now, are now with Thor and uh, Loki. So I guess he's going to give the stone as a as a as a surrender, an offering of as a, as a peace offering, as a peace offering, so that he says, "Please leave our people alone" or something like that. But anyway, we'll have to watch. I, the- I don't think you'll be thinking about his people if you look at Loki's character generally. I think Loki's more self-serving, so he's more interested in his own self, in his own self-preservation. Self-service. Yeah, yeah. Like his own survival. Okay, so we've got that one. The reality stone. Uh, I, I I keep forgetting what it does because that one was first seen in the the second Thor movie, Thor: The Dark World. I can't really remember what it does, but it creates it change changes realities, I guess. Oh, the, so okay. The reality stones, um, the reality stone allows, stone. Uh, yeah, allows the wielder to control, um, to bend the laws of space and time. So essentially, you can use the reality stone to warp reality. Con- you no, not time. Create, you can't you know, create. No, warp reality. You can create other dimensions using the reality stone. So, where is the reality stone? From what we understand, uh, the Asgardians gave it back, gave it to the Collector, a character who no, first Thor, appeared. Thor, Thor gave it to the oh, yeah. Collector. Oh, yeah, as people of Asgard, or Thor, as a representative of the Asgard, gave it to the Collector. Uh, the collector is uh, first appeared in the Guardians of the first Guardians of the Galaxy, where he had the Power Stone in possession 
until no, he didn't have a partial in possession. Ronan, so that's um, Ronan, the accuser, the main antagonist from the Guardians of the Galaxy. He's part of the um, Kree Empire, which is also the Kree Empire is essentially another warrior race um, focused on uh, universal conquest. Um, and basically, the the head general of that army of the Kree army wrote called Ronan the Accuser. He was the main antagonist from Guardians of the Galaxy. He happened to pick up the Power Stone, um, another one of the Infinity Stones, which gives the user. What would you even say? It gives them a huge, what, huge destructive power? Gives them a huge destructive power. But the problem is that most people can't touch it because it destroys them. Yeah. It can destroy them almost on impact. But as we watch the first Guardians of the Galaxy, we learn that uh, Peter Quill or Star Lord is yeah. able to is able to hold it for a short amount of time. So I feel like that's going to be an important point in the Infinity War storyline. But let's let's move on. We have the, possibly the Mind Stone. That's another one. It allows the it gives the user the wielder the ability to control sentient beings. So from what we understand, Thanos must have originally had that stone himself, and he gave it to, uh, to Loki to 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 dominate to take over Earth to help him take over Earth. So in the very first Avengers, Loki has it. And he uses it to take the minds of uh, control. Um, the Hawkeye. Um, yeah, he takes. He uses it to control Hawkeye and one of the prominent scientists working for Shield. Who um, was Doctor. Who was, no, Doctor. Doctor Eric Solvik. 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 He was in Thor. Yeah, and he, he was, was originally trying to figure out how the um, space. Yeah, space Space yeah, Space the, Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So at the end of the events of the first movie, Tony Stark takes the spe- uh, scepter that had the mind stone in it and um, uses it to create Ultron, and subsequently, uh, which led to the events of uh, Avengers: Age of Ultron, and he uses it as well to like create Vision, who is now currently harbors the mind stone. Speaking of the Vision, do you want me to go back to him, or do you want to do you want us to just explain what the the, what the other stones do. I think we should continue on what the other stones do. I think if people understand are, what the stones are, yeah, then they, they'd most likely know who Vision is if they've watched the Avengers movies. Avengers movies. Uh, yeah, Vision, Vision's power comes from the Mind Stone. So, uh, everyone's saying that he's probably going to bite the bullets because the big question we're asking is can he live without the Mind Stone in his head? Uh, I don't think Vision is going to be one of the characters to die. And then again, there's a part in the trailer where they see someone taking the stone out of his head. Yeah. So everyone, so everyone's already predicting that he's going to be the first big casualty, but that is yet to be seen. And then obviously, going back to the Power Stone, who have it, the Nova Core. So at some point, Nova Core, Peter Quill and the Guardians of the Galaxy give it back to Nova Core, who like. Um, Nova's core are like an international police force. I'm um, no, sorry, not international. intergalactic. Inter- in, yeah, intergalactic. Galactic force. So they have that in their possession. So Thanos at some point is probably going to attack them and take it. And then the last one is the Soul Stone. We don't know what it really does. We don't know what it does, but the the fact that we haven't seen it probably means that it's really, really important. And let's not forget the Time Stone, the one that Doctor Strange that's Doctor Strange's possession. 
which allows him to manipulate time. So a big source of uh, a big source a big uh, idea that a lot of people are having is that this there could be a potential that these deaths might not mean anything if someone is in possession of the time stone and they can undo a lot of the events that are involved. But let's 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 go back to the trailer itself now that we've given a fair explanation of what the t- uh, infinite, uh, infinity stones are. Um, Thanos comes to attack New York in search of the stones that are on Earth. So at some point we see him beating the ever living crap out of Spider Man and Iron Man in the trailer, but we see him without his armor, which is very very strange. But then again, I think one of the Russo brothers said that the director, of the, one of the Russo brothers who's directing the movie, said that Thanos is going through a spiritual journey, that he's getting stronger as he gets as he goes along, and he no longer needs that armor anymore, which is I find very intriguing because. Before, before this movie, you normally see him wearing that armor, but he didn't really have. He was only there for a few minutes. I think the movie where he had his biggest prominence was the original Guardians of the Galaxy, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like I feel like we can um, sum this up a lot more efficiently. But yeah, let's go on. Let's go on. Let's. Do you, do you mind? Yeah, yeah, uh, okay. So obviously, like he comes to uh, he comes to fight comes to Earth in search of the a few of the stones. We see that he has the Infinity Gauntlet where he puts the stones on to amplify his power. While in the trailer, we see that he has the space and the power stone at that point. Anyway, moving on. Um, Spider-Man is wearing an, uh, the Iron Spider costume that he was offered at the end of Homecoming. So I think he needs a better costume to handle the... the Severity of the events that are about to unfold. We now turn to Wakanda, where a lot of things are happening. And, you know, starts off with uh, Black Panther or T'Challa saying, evacuate the city, engage all defenses, and get that man a shield. Remember, at the end of the Civil War, um, the Black Panther took a few of the... He took a few of the... He took a few of the Avengers in as a... Refugees, as they are now on the run. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So at the end of uh, at the end of uh, Captain, America. Captain, Captain America's Civil War, Civil War. Um, Bucky Barnes, the Winter Soldier, and Captain America were essentially branded as wanted international criminals because um, uh, because they went to they went against the Sokovia Accords. Well, yeah. Because Buck, well, essentially, Bucky when he. Uh, as the Winter Soldier, Bucky was essentially a Soviet agent, um, sleeper agent, yeah, sleeper agent who was programmed to act as a very efficient assassin, taking out a number of prominent world figures and carrying out huge assassination jobs across history. Um, and so, basically, when this information comes to light during Captain America's Civil War, um, Captain America is like, "Well, Bucky Barnes is my friend. He's a war hero. He doesn't deserve this. We need to clear his name." But <clears throat> the world government doesn't see it that way. Um, Bucky is still want- a wanted criminal. And uh, as such, Captain America is also branded a fugitive as well because he's harboring and abetting Bucky. Um, but at the end of Captain America's Civil War, Black Panther, the king of Wakanda, which is a highly technological, advanced nation hidden somewhere deep within Africa, um, takes them in because he's the king of the country. So he takes he takes them in and he harbors them and 
and give them refuge. But then again, are we going to see them in this movie? I don't think we are. What, in Infinity War? No, no. No, Black Panther. Black Panther movie. Oh, no, they're not in the movie. The director said that in an interview the other day. Oh, really? That means they must be off doing secret missions. Anyway, speaking of which, we see uh, Steve Rogers come out of the shadow and grab a spear that's thrown by a, a mysterious figure. And we now see that he's now rocking a beard and a long hair. Notice how I say Steve Rogers, because he's no longer refers to himself as Captain America. And you look at the costume he's wearing. He no longer has the star. So he's dropped the whole Captain America moniker for now. Because he doesn't believe in the ideals of fighting for America anymore after the events of uh, Civil War. Um, what do we see? We see a massive battle happen in uh, Wakanda, which makes everyone believe to think that the final, one of the missing stone, the soul stone, that we don't know about, is somewhere within Wakanda. Who has it? Where is it? That's going to be a big point. That's going to be an interesting point to see as we go along. But the interesting point we see is that we see. Uh, I am. Uh, we see Steve Rogers. We see Black Widow, the Falcon, Winter Soldier is probably woken up. Yeah. So, the, the, so okay. Basically, the whole point of the movie is based on a comic book called um, Thanos Infinity Quest. Thanos, mm, like Thanos. No, it's no, called yeah. War of the Gems. I, I'm not familiar. I'm not familiar with the story. No, the only it's familiar. Infinity Quest. He's on the quest to get the Infinity Stones so that he can use the power to reshape the universe in his image. There's six Infinity Stones. Right now, Thanos has a Power Stone, like you said, and he has the um, he has the Space Stone. Space. Exactly. He has two when we first see him in the trailer at the beginning. Um, then Loki offers him the uh, the third one. Well, okay. No, no, no. He gets the first. He gets his first one from Loki. Okay. Well, yeah, wait, he, gets wait, first, wait. he gets the first one from Loki. So then there's four. That that that, that tells you there's four other stones. Doctor Strange has the Soul Stone. Um, no, Time, Time, the, time. Sorry, yeah, sorry, the Time Stone. The stone from him. And the very final stone is the is the uh, Mind Gem, which is in Vision's head. But then again, like I said before, that, um, he has an army of creatures. I don't know what they're called. I, the Knight Rider, I don't know what they're called, but he has, uh, he has the order. He has a... He's not the order. He has an order of soldiers, and he calls them the Black Order, yeah, which consists of... Also, essentially, uh, double up as reconnaissance uh, soldiers. So they use their ability to read and cons- to gather information, but they're also very strong, very sturdy, very agile soldiers that can also be used. Yeah, there's a lot in this trailer. Uh, you know what? I'm kind of excited to see what will happen in this movie. But anyway, man, the way we've analyzed this trailer, man, may, probably makes a lot of listeners think of we are nerds. Um, we are nerds probably going to be single for a long time because of that but then again I don't know but yeah um, yeah so I think I think uh, we should end it there Um, thanks for listening people Um, I hope you enjoyed the trailer breakdown and once again we'll be back next week and have an amazing weekend well By the time you listen to this, it'll be Monday, but yeah, you get the idea. Bye.